Good evening TC and welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Current View with the Isle of Hillsborough. Mr Terry Curran, steady away son, how you doing? Yeah, I'm steady away for sure, I'm steady away. Enjoy some football this weekend uh, and not so much uh, my team Sheffield Wednesday, but other than that, not too bad. Uh, Gotta say, you did take an early lead there at All City, but um, Hull ran out 4-2 winners. Let's start on the magic moments, because one of my magic moments is from uh, the goal scorer for Hull City that day. Classic strike. But you go first, T. Well, there's been that many goals again this weekend, which is it's phenomenal, the amount of great goals what are scored, the magic moments. It's, it truly is, and I'm, I, I do enjoy some of it, you know. Um, but the magic moment I'm going for is not a goal, and like I said, there's plenty of great goals this, this weekend, but... Uh, Martinelli uh, for Arsenal, you know, to turn around on the ball and then back heel it. Absolutely brilliant. Great initiative piece of skill. But, uh, you know, he's that type of player what can do it and he's the type of player the fans want to see. Absolutely. And you're spot on, T. It isn't all about goals. The magic moment is a moment of magic. Sometimes it results in a goal. Sometimes it results in a goalkeeper saving a sure goal. And sometimes it results in somebody doing something on the ball with an assist that produces a goal. Martinelli, tremendous player. I keep hearing these um, clowns on um, in the media trying to convince me that the missing piece of the jigsaw is Declan Rice. He's the player that's going to take them over the line. For me... Martinelli is a tremendous player with more games he's going to get better and on his day I think that kid's unstoppable well I, I think they're a, they're a brilliant football team is Arsenal yeah they are and and you know more than anyone I spoke about um, Arteta yeah. being a league coach but I've watched Newcastle this, this season these these look hungry yeah. uh, they've added to a very good squad Um the managers, the, the right manager for them. But what I, what I look at, when I look at things like that, you know, Manchester City, after have a shocking season for them to lose a league, mm. they're just way, the way far in front of everyone else. And I, I wish Arsenal all the best. I, I wish um, Newcastle all the best. But for me, Man City, and when they, well, have got that Pep Guardiola? You know, yes, he spends money, but does he spend it wisely? Does he? If this team's run out winners. You know, they absolutely tire teams out, absolutely. and they frustrate teams because they just can't get the ball. And and when they get it, majority of teams give it back straight away because they're just completely a bag of nerves. Like rabbits in the headlights, aren't they? We are yes. going. We are going to be talking about our top four shortly but I'm just going to go on to my magic moments uh, Caden Jackson's goal for Ipswich against Stoke what Brilliant. a team goal I thought that was fabulous and great to see because I mean Ipswich got promoted from in old money the third division last year they're into um, division two this year which is now called the championship but uh, great to see them still playing that that way of football I, I can't stand these 
again, commentators that say, oh, you're going up to another league, you've got to change your style, the league's going to be different. Now, keep playing football. That's a recipe and the formula for success, playing football. The formula for success is improving plan A. Absolutely. There's no you plan might have your plan B. There's no what plan B. What was plan B if plan A is failing all the time? There is no plan B. It's, it's, as you've always alluded to, it's about improving plan A. Exactly. And, and there is no plan B. You don't see, as you've said many times on this podcast, I'll, you don't I'll see, what plan, let me just interrupt you there. I'll tell you what plan B is. Mm-hmm. You know when you can fetch an elite substitute on? Yep. That's your plan B. Yeah, absolutely. But but you you aren't gonna you, you aren't gonna from playing football and you've said this many times, Man City don't just get the ball and start whacking it and lumping it into the box because it hasn't quite worked in the way they play football. No, they make substitutions, they improve their plan A on that day, and then with the required amount of luck and skill and everything else that, that you need to win a game of football, they often run out winners because they always improve plan A. Simple. Exactly. Simple. You know, he buys he buys into intelligent players, you know. Absolutely. He, he buys intelligent players. Are they going to have a bad patch? Of course. Are they going to have an off day? Of course. Mm. You know, uh, I get it what everybody else says. You know, anybody can do it when they've got that money. No. No, they can't. What I mean by that, yes, mm. he's got plenty of money, but nobody can do it because you've got to handle the big-name players. And what I mean by handling, the only way to handle it is for them to keep winning. Yeah. Because if you don't keep winning trophies, yeah. you know, they can go in and knock on the door. If it's as it's easy... Like the manager winds up playing. Yeah. If it's as easy just spending money and throwing money at a football club... Um, you so that's your formula. You've got lots of money, you buy these players, so you're going to win. How do you square the circle of Everton that spent almost half, over half a billion pounds and almost got relegated? As you say, T, you need the elite manager, you have to get everything right in a football club. You can't just keep throwing money, you've got to spend money wisely. Pep's always done that. Well. That's without a question of a doubt. Mm. Yes, Barcelona, massive club. Yep. Don't forget, Real Madrid's the biggest club in in, uh, in Spain. Yep. Make no mistake, Real Madrid pulled players from Barcelona. Yeah, they're the biggest club in the world. You know, mm. so what he did at Barcelona, you know, because it's like Celtic and Rangers. Yeah. When one of them's really on top, they win it for nine, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten se- seasons, don't they? Yeah, they do. About, and Real Madrid do, have done that for years. Yeah. It's only when Guardiola, uh, just before Cruyff, really started to break it down a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and then the others have carried on. Yeah, we've ruined his and, and, and Yes, and mm. then um, Guardiola has taken Barcelona onto another level. I've never, I mean, I've seen some great football teams. But that period of five or six years when Barcelona, especially when they beat Man United at uh, Wembley, yeah. that is the best club side I've ever seen. 100%. And that is what we want to see in playing football, producing magic moments week in, week out. And again, yes, they do have off days. Yes, they do get beat. But my word, what a joy to watch. Also a joy to watch for me. I know not for you, but Ozan Tufan, I think that's how I pronounce the Turkish fella's name. 
three goals, one from the penalty spot and two great strikes, one oh. inside the box. That lad uh, Hall City against your boy Sheffield Wednesday. Oh. But that one, oh no, sorry, T. <laughs> I'm sorry. But uh, I, I, I do, if, if, a, if a player scores or does something great against Birmingham, I always give them a mention as well because we just look at the magic moments. But uh, two fans, that one strike that he scored from outside the box, oh, he oh, just but... touched it and bang, back of the net. Listen, you can see oh. the difference in class and quality. And they'll get, they'll because of the, him being a Turkish owner, yeah. he'll get some of the really good players, uh, really good players, mm. maybe not the elite players, but very good players, what will do really well in the championship. Yep. I mean, I watched Wednesday and I thought, a lot better this. Mm. But as soon as they equalise, yeah. They capitulated. It was unbelievable. I was just mm. I don't I never said give up. They just lost the confidence and I mean not all. Absolutely. I mean it was four or two and let me tell you, so it could have been seven or eight. Mm. And that's it. Confidence. As soon as you go behind then and the team's in the ascendancy, heads drop. I watched Aston Villa, the heads dropped. Second half, that could have been seven or eight. I thought Newcastle were tremendous. And my other magic moment, Isak's goal. I don't know what Ezra Conza was doing. Nice and simple. Get the ball out of your feet and just play it out of danger. But um, he got tangled up. I don't know what happened, where his mind was going. His feet were f- further back than w- what Probably his thoughts were. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so, caught his eye. He's seen him coming. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and his attitude is thinking, I've got to do something quick. Mm. If if. The great players will always be composed whether under pressure or not. Hundred percent. And uh, Isaac in on goal. Then, if you stopped it, and you're thinking, what's he going to do next? And that's the thing with great players. And what value Newcastle have had from um, Alexander Isaac as well. He then dinked one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and I thought it was a tremendous goal. Sublime skill and talent. But my number one magic moment is uh, Danny Almo's goal. His second goal for Red Bull Leipzig against Bayern Munich in the German Super Cup. If, all, if any of you, if any of you don't, if, if any of you fans don't see any uh, the, these the, these goals when Gabby talks about the teams, what's it in Europe or in America? Have a look on... Um, the current view, absolutely. Oh, some absolutely yeah. unbelievable magic moments and goals. What will take your breath away if, if you really want to see top players, top goals? Make no mistake. Have a look at the current view because Gabby posts some absolutely gems up. And there are so many gems from all around the world, and I don't see them all, but when I do see them. I post them straight into the current view group, and what we're and talking about. We, we all about, would like. We would all like all the fans. What's on at the current view? If they see magic moments, for you to post them up. Absolutely. Because so, it might make it might make us change our minds. Absolutely. The group is for everybody, and we're also purchasing our. Uh, you can purchase our merch. We're posting our merch on there. I'm loving uh, the new Terry Curran mug. Terry Curran eleven. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, it looks absolutely fantastic. And all of our merch on there with its T-shirts or mugs, srbmedia.co.uk forward slash shop. And the best way to access the full podcast, because 
30 minutes is on all networks, Spotify, Acast, etc., etc. But the only way that you can access the full podcast of the current view is all the w's.patreon.com forward slash SRB media. Top 40, how do you see it? Well, I've wrote about it today and I put it yeah. on the current view and, I, and, I, and I've wrote it on and I put it on my wall. Um, how I've looked at it is uh, the two uh, giants of football in this country. Man United and Liverpool. I think they're going to do okay. Don't get me wrong; they yeah. always will. You know, I think they've got two good managers anyway. I mean, Klopp's proven himself without a question of a doubt. But why haven't these two clubs been sold? They are they are trying to sell them. Yeah. Uh, but there's more to it than meets the eye. You know, they've had two big owners, uh, two big buyers in for Man United. Um, there's more to it than meets the eye with all this. So that's going to get the fans frustrated. Once they start to hit a little bit of a bad patch, you know, it makes it more difficult for that type of team, not that type of team, but for that confidence uh, when your cities and your Newcastle's now, uh, what are going to be challenging, or Newcastle's going to be more challenging, cities are going to want to break every record that what's, what comes their way. So that I find that difficult for them. Uh, so I've gone with... Uh, Man City because I just can't see anybody beat them unless City have a really bad season. Then I think it's between I put Arsenal second, but you know for me that's between Arsenal and Newcastle. They look very hungry, they look very lean, they look very fit, and they're definitely playing not only for the for the manager, they're playing for the fans, and you can see the yeah. the, the smile in the face. Messi's a prime example. You look at Messi when he was at um, at Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. You never saw him smile as much, did you? No, he didn't. No. And then he goes there, he's scoring goals, and he's got the biggest smile on his face, you know. So Newcastle uh, have, have got all that confidence, they've got the, the right manager for them. I think Chelsea now they've got Poch. Of, uh, I thought Liverpool did really well against them, but Chelsea came back in and started to look more stronger. Uh, Salah going off, frustrated him, so he's not going to be happy if he starts bringing him off on a regular basis. So I think there's going to be a little rumpus in those two clubs, uh, Liverpool and Man United. But it's only because they can't bring in the, the elite players what they're trying to bring in because, you know, they're trying to sell the club. Uh, that's why I put Chelsea in the top four. And Tottenham, I just cannot see them going in the top four whatsoever. No. No, I can't. Um, I look at... And it's not just because Harry Kane's gone. No, absolutely. Um, because he's scored enough goals for him to win, you know, uh, major major trophies. If you've got a goal scorer, that's a big plus. I'm looking you know. forward to Madison this year. For yeah, I think he'd be a plus for him. Yeah, I think he'll make a massive difference. And I think if, if he would have been playing last year, I think Tottenham may well have got into that top four. I, I think, again, when we say one man doesn't make a team and one man doesn't make a team, but... James Madison has a tremendous ability to find a player and put a slide rule pass. Now, let's talk about Man City briefly. Kevin De Bruyne is out for the rest of this year. He'll probably start kicking the ball in 2024. If I was Pep, and I know there's talking about Paqueta, and I I like him, I think he's a, a tremendous footballer, my kind of player. I'd play Jack in midfield. I'd bring Jack playing in that position that Kevin De Bruyne plays. Because I think that both Jack and James Madison have got the eye for the pass. 
I think they're fantastic midfield players. And for the life of me, I, I don't know why England don't build the midfield around those two. I would have done it in the 70s around Curry, Curry and Hudson. And I think that we're missing a trick again. But that's what I would do if I was a manager. A great shout. But I, I think what, what Pep can play any player in any position. Absolutely. Uh, and they'll not miss. Whether it's Jack, whether it's yeah. De Bruyne or whatsoever. We love to watch De Bruyne play. We love to watch Jack. Not everybody, because I get that. Yeah. But people like you, me, love to see those type of players on a football field. And you're right. 100% right. Uh, I think you'd be outstanding even more there, me. I really mm. do. But they've got that many quality players and it don't make any difference who comes into that team. What I say is this. Everybody eats a bad patch. Choose how good you are. You will hit a bad patch. 100%. You can't just keep going and playing great football all through the, what is it, 10 months of the football season. You are going to hit a bad patch. It's either bounce back and the great what, teams bounce back. What did everybody say to turn around and say? When he, when he, when he first come to what they call it, they were going to win everything, uh, Ireland. Yeah. Right? He was scoring goals for fun. As soon as he dried up for that period, patch, that little patch he had, right? Uh, oh, they've changed the way. They're not going to do this. They're not going to do that. They'll sell him next year. He's crazy, isn't it? Oh, they're idiots. Yeah, they are Completely idiots. Completely crazy. Yeah. And what did they do? They won everything. What? The League Cup, they didn't win. No. Southampton knocked them out, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, like I say, everybody has a, a blip, whether it's a big horse race trainer, whether it's a footballer, whether it's a manager. But at the end of the day, the cream always rises to the top. Absolutely. And while you're talking about Ireland, I mean, again, a brace on his first out in this season. <laughs> I said I said to Tom, I said, I bet he's only touched the ball seven times and he scored twice. And then the, the, the stat come up. And I don't like stats. I'm not a stat man. I can't stand stats. But what I was trying to say is he doesn't have to get involved in build-up play. He makes them runs. And if you find them back of the net, and, and and that's it with, with Erling Haaland. He I, is the most prolific goal scorer of modern times. I'm not a, a massive lover of Gavalinica for what his politics are. Mm. But his timing yes. was phenomenal. I, I don't think he was clever on the ball, but he was a natural goal scorer. 100%. This kid, Haaland, not only is he a natural goal scorer, he's got balance, yeah. he's got pace, he's got a touch, he's got an hungry, a hunger. Uh, not only as Pep were coming off and he's shoving the TV because Pep's having to go at him, but mm. that's how Jack would have a go at me because he wants another goal. And Pep, Pep's thinking, well, just get it into corners, kill the game off a little bit. But yeah. you know, there's no need to uh, break yourselves and get uh, get somebody injured, you know. But I understand him because he wants to get another goal. So for me, he's 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 the best we've had. Uh, since Shearer's a goal scorer, but Shearer, Kane, and Lineker haven't got his ability whatsoever. Talent. No, no I think th again, he's That's just, my opinion. And, again, he's, know, he's a freak of nature too, isn't he? You know, he can score all kind of goals. He's just, if he's on the pitch, he's going to score a goal. I mean, we're going to talk about oh, the uh, the goal scoring record a little bit later. I tell you what he does when he's on the pitch. Scores. He finds the opposition. Yeah, he does because now and sometimes the players are out of position because they do, they don't want him to get that ball or make that run. He rents space, and that's what 
That's why you have elite managers will tell a player, let him have it there. Yeah. We've got somebody else want to fill in and pick him up. And that's the difference between elite managers and elite players. Erling Haaland rents space in defenders' heads. He's, question. He's, brilliant. Without a question of a doubt, that. He's a different class, different breed. Uh, I've gone for Manchester City uh, to win it. And then I tossed a coin, Arsenal and Newcastle. I think that they're going to be very difficult to split them two. And if City do fall off, who knows? But I think that they're going to run them close because I do like uh, Newcastle. I think Eddie Howe has done a fantastic job. They've got goals throughout the team. They've got goals that are coming off the bench. And I think that um, in front of that St. James's Park crowd, I mean, they're almost worth a goal. It's like a throwback. To you know, Kevin Keegan's time, if you like. They've got players who can handle that type of pressure. They've Absolutely. got proper players coming in, and what he yeah. hasn't gone and done, yeah. he hasn't gone and brought twenty players at a time in. Exactly. He's exactly. kept the good ones and added good ones, or better, be, kept the better ones, added better players, and eventually they're going to get an elite, an elite player. Yeah. Mind you, I say that. That all depends what happens in uh, Saudi because that's it's just going to. Goes up the Premier League. Well, yeah, um, Neymar's gone today, hasn't he? What's, what's his wage? About three million pound a week. <laughs> good luck, good luck with that one. And I've gone for New, um, sorry, Liverpool to finish fourth. Um, I, I still think Liverpool are going to be there or thereabouts. It's Chelsea, I think, could be a mixed bag. I think there could be a little bit of everything this year. I think they're going to be a little bit inconsistent, but I think they've got some good players. I don't get this. What noises. do you drink? What do you drink? Uh, red wine, generally, too. Right. Send me we'll, have a bottle, we'll have a bottle of red wine. Yes, we will do. The best red wine we can buy. Yep. Uh, I'll have Chelsea, you'll have Liverpool. Yep, OK, definitely. OK? Definitely. Good. Moises Casido, I looked at him and I'm thinking, £115 million. It's gone absolutely bar me. I don't... I, I've never seen anything of him that I've looked at him and thought, you're a... Top, top How can player. you turn Liverpool down? I don't know. I don't well, know. You know, there's I don't, something I wrong. I don't know. When when a team likes Liverpool, yeah. you can only turn them down, like now for Manchester City now. Yeah. Or Man United. Mm. Right? But, and the other boy I, from Southampton is going to do the same. It's, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? I just don't get it. I, I don't understand it. I, I think that Liverpool, are, again, Klopp, they won the league a couple of years ago. They've come very, very close. Klopp's rebuilding now. That team's he's moved a few players on. They got a little but he bit knows older. That, but they, of course it, he does. And it's the owners will mm-hmm. not give him the elite money. I guarantee you. They, they want to sell. That is they, a problem for Liverpool, people, I agree. These people what own these football clubs. Mm-hmm. How do you think they make their billions? You know, they all keep saying there's no money in football. They don't come in football, right? Whatever they put in, they take twice out. Yeah. And you notice hotels. Hotels, after about five or six years, whatever it is, mm. they change the name to something yeah. else. Yeah, 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 they do. Right? Mm. And these billionaires are the same with these football clubs. What a lot of the billionaires do with the football clubs is they loan the football club the money to buy the players. Yeah, so well, they, back the right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a win-win, isn't it? I'll buy yeah. the club with the club's money. I will loan the club the money, and then I'll charge them interest. 
great. So yeah. I'm going to win. It's a win-win all way, all the way round. So um, yeah, watch this space. I, I, I want to say this: Gavi O'Neill in such a short time uh, yes, like to him. get a team to play as well as that with a new manager in was fantastic because I thought they were very unlucky me Wolves last night. Yeah, I was dipping in and out of the game. I, I, I don't know what it is with Man United. I look at them and they don't they don't excite me. So I was watching the game and bits and pieces that I saw, I thought Wolves were the better side. I like Neto. I'm a big fan of Neto and I think it's great to see him back on a pitch. And I don't think, said this to Tom, I don't think Wolves are as bad as everyone's making out. I think if Wolves could get a goal scorer, I know that's easier said than done. But I think with the chances that Wolves made last season and this season, I like that Cunha. I think he's a good player. But he's not a natural-born goal scorer. So I think if they're just missing they, that. If they'd have had a finish last night, they could have... You see, you can't say they, they could have gone two or three up because once mm-hmm. you score the first goal or wherever it is, it has to go back to the centre circle. Of course it does. So it changes the game. Yeah, it does. But it, it, they could go on and get two more quick goals. You just don't know, do you? No, you don't. And, but, and again... But, they look very dangerous and look very organised and they look very confident to set managers walk out and everything else. I think he's just got some really, really good football players that 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 last season wasn't getting results. And um They had one or two injuries and all, didn't they? Yeah, I I never I mean one of my mates is a big massive Wolves fan and I said, not for one minute do I think you get relegated. I think you've got too much quality in your team. But the one thing that that worries, well, would worry me if I was a Wolves fan, you don't score enough goals, and that's going to be your problem again this season if you can't address that situation. But, I mean, they they could have and should have had a penalty uh, at the end of the game. How that referee didn't see it, how them uh, VAR officials well, Ver- didn't see Ver- it. Well, Berg is on... I, told you I know, I did see your post. That's the only feasible <laughs> and logical way that Fergie was on that VAR panel. Do you know what they put him on that VAR for? <laughs> Don't you? You know what they put him on for? Fergie time. They won't bother about gold. It's Fergie time. <laughs> but, but, but in all seriousness, how can a referee look at that and not give a penalty from his first gut feelings because you're looking, you think the goalkeeper's come out. Gabby. He's got nowhere, and he's trolling the players. I give, listen, Gabby, I give in. I know, I give in as well. You I know, give in. You talk about, I mean, I mean, I've, I've only fetched that up for a laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know, you you went into the pub. You talked about the players, yeah, or you yeah. said that you know that, that referee was well, yeah. absolutely useless today. They're talking yeah. about that. Mm, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm talking about the referee. How does the referee on field? Miss that. Terry Curran's playing for Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, the ball comes in. The goalkeeper takes you out, wipes you out. How does Terry Curran not get a penalty for Sheffield Wednesday? That referee... First and foremost, I wouldn't have let him wipe me out once I got one one and one against the goalkeeper. I'd have gone back round him. Uh, Yeah, on your hands. You can't make a mistake. But yes, unless I'm joking, you know. Exactly. You're 100% right. What could anybody say about it? But it's just a st- but it's just it's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, it was just a nailed on stonewall penalty. I mean, there's just no other decision that you could give apart from a penalty. That same referee his next game will give a penalty for the same type of thing if he happens. I guarantee you. He's been suspended, hasn't he? And the VAR people for for this this weekend's uh, round of fixtures. Oh, but, which which bookies have got into them? 
Well, again, you don't know, do you? I know. And, and I did post on the current view last night. If that is Manchester United, last minute, kicking towards the Stretford end in the same situation as Wolves are, that the chase in the game, does the referee give a penalty? 100% yes, he does. I get that. Hundred percent, he gives. I do it. get. I do get that, and and you know, I, you. I think you're right what you're saying, but it's it, it's not just Man United. It's the top clubs, isn't it? Oh, Liverpool 100%. get them. Man City get them now. 100%. Arsenal get them. You know, hundred yeah, percent top clubs. And it always goes against the bottom of middle of road clubs. Yeah, and and middle of table, I should say. And this is what that VAR was bought in to address that. And it ain't, it's made it worse. But we're not talking about VAR. We've given it far too much time on this podcast this week so far too. Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. Andy always gives us a recommendation. This Thursday, I'm doing part 13 of our football book podcast with Andy, where we spend 90 minutes talking about football books. Um, on with the Cosmos, the story of Steve Hunt with Ian McCauley. I've actually got this book. I haven't read it yet. Forward by Adrian Charles. But um, the New York Cosmos, what an iconic team. And in fact, when they went in, when the players would go into Studio 54, which was the top nightclub in New York, and there'd be queues around the block, the players would just go to the front of the queue and say, I'm with the Cosmos, and they'd let them in, hence the name of the book. And on this day yesterday, um, in 1977, I believe, the New York Cosmos destroyed Fort Lauderdale uh, 8-3. And Stevie Hunt scored a couple of goals. Even Pelly loved him. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. I remember him playing myself, yes. Yeah, I mean, again, you had... you all Well, you did have a chance because Alan Hinton wanted you to go out and play uh, for Seattle. In 1979, yeah. wasn't it? Alan Hudson, of yeah. course, was already out there. Um, I think you'd have, I think you'd have loved you, loved your time out there too. The NASL was a fantastic league, and when and to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com/srbmedia. Thank you.